recording. Recording pending. It says recording pending. Okay, okay, starts so recording. Okay, wait. Uh, in one, two, three, we clap at the same time, yeah? One, two. Okay, wait. In one, two, three, we clap at the same time, okay? So I can sync it. One, two, three. Okay. Okay, I don't know who uh, who that was, but it was really delayed. Okay, let's... Yeah, you can do the introduction now. Okay. Um, hey guys, welcome to Quarantine Comments. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Justin, and I'm joined today with your three other hosts. Uh, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, I'm Farrell. I'm Aiken. I'm Raider. Okay, so, if you're new here, um, well, first of all, welcome. We are a group of four students describing our experiences during the pandemic and expressing our views on ethical questions and current events all over the world. I hope you guys will enjoy and stay throughout the episode and maybe share it with your friends to help us grow. So without further ado, let's start with today's topic. Disclaimer though, in no way are our opinions a representation of the environment around us or something that can be taken as professional or credible information. If you'd like to use our opinions for a study, please find a way to contact us. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy. So, today in class, uh, we were discussing the factors that determines one's worth, right? And some say that academics determines one's worth. Others say that you yourself determines one's worth, right? And some say that society determines one's worth. And I had an interesting question pop up in mind. What is it really ethical? Because uh, if you see in present day situations, math is a study that is highly respected among students, where if you don't do good in maths, you're deemed as incompetent or um, below average. So do you think it's ethically justifiable to say that math determines one worth? Because for me, I feel that uh, math is really important in the future, uh, considering that, you know, technology relies on math. And I think that math, myself, I think that math is like a language of God or like a language to w- be one step closer to understanding, like, God and how this world works. So I think that math is plays a really big role in understanding one's worth. Um, what do you guys think? So you're you're saying like um, math should be like the determining factor of one's worth, or it's like a major factor in determining one's worth. A major like, factor in determining one's worth. So if you are uh, pretty uh, incapable of doing maths, I would say that uh, I would argue that uh, your worth is significantly decreased. Uh, uh, wait, um, I just wanted to clarify. So are you saying like? Uh, with this generation of like um, going more towards technology and innovation and our increased reliance and maybe math, right? The subject of math now is that is that what's changing? Like our values are going more towards math. Is that what you're saying? Yep. So I'm asking, like, is it ethically justifiable to say that one's worth is determined by math? Well. For me, in my case, I don't think it's very ethically justifiable. I think it's pretty, like, well-known that everybody has their own strengths, everybody has their own weaknesses. Sometimes people just have a weakness in math. And, yes, I do understand that we're moving in a direction where math does become, 
increasingly important due to uh, technology and whatnot. I think there's always going to be a place for people who are funny or people who are able to play the piano, so on and so forth, right? The skills that not, does not necessarily require math in that sense. Because there, uh, while machines may replace us in the future, uh, things such as entertainment, for example, that I don't think can ever be replaced by a machine. I don't think there will ever be like a robot comedian that will like sell out or like completely knock out all the human comedians out of the market, right? I don't think that will ever happen because part of the reason why we find things funny is because we see a human saying it and we can relate to them and we would laugh to the jokes. So I think there's there's still so many instances where um, math is not important per se in day-to-day life, but... Uh, and like, if people are not strong in math, but strong in that specific aspect, they still have some sort of value. Who's to say that they're worthless, right? Because they still have a role to fulfill in society. Uh, I think that um, Justin's uh, Justin uh, proposed an interesting question. For example, if we look at the industrial revolution, which is, uh, I guess, a bit similar to how there's a change of values, maybe uh, more towards uh, factories and production. Uh, rather than agriculture, where we can see that there's a shift, maybe um, value more towards education there. Um, we can see that there, uh, with the innovation that's happening now, there are going to be some jobs with uh, values that do not include math. They're going to be uh, replaced or um, they're going to be outdated or uh, redundant, right? And with the move towards uh, more technological or um, like if we if we think about it, 10 years ago, people who studied for, let's say, uh, who studied at university now are working jobs that they don't even think that they didn't even know existed back then. For example, uh, like uh, most of the computer science jobs that are uh, are available now, right? They didn't know that was a thing back then. So we can't say for sure what's going to happen, but based on like history and the pattern, um, it seems like there is still a value towards uh, the more humanities or social science uh, values compared to math. Yes, math, um, there is an importance in, in a, like the this era of innovation, but then again, like Aiken said, there's going to be a, still a demand for entertainment. There's still going to be a demand for communication. Those are still very important aspects of uh, that society still values today, right? So I think um, it, the, it, is it ethical? I'm not really sure if we can really determine if it's ethical or not because it's based on society's uh, values. But I think that math won't replace or overtake the other uh, social science values. Another thing um, to cons- Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead first. Um, so basically, yeah, what Aiken said is true, that uh, we can't fully replace uh, comedians, we can't fully replace robots, can't fully replace us. And even though there's this dependency that exists, um, I, think, I think in one way or another, that's actually good. Um, calculators, to take the most simple... Uh, tool. We have these calculators that can help us uh, do math, and it's not necessarily anymore about you know. 
we can learn about the What's the sudden change in mic? Yeah, Rainer, I think you have a uh, a bit of mic problems right now. Okay. Yeah, you're having mic problems. Okay, get my like Okay, there, 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 that's okay, much there you go. Continue. Oh, never mind. You're still having mic problems. Um. Okay. Uh. While Rainer is fixing his mic, uh, let's continue. So, I heard you guys talk. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, entertainment. Uh, I heard you guys talking about entertainment and all. Like, uh, math can't really replace the entertainment industry, but, but, you see, entertainment for me is something that only a minor- minority will do. A majority of where you find money is in offices, in factories, in industries. Where you find money is where you need the brain. Right now, entertainment, yes, I don't deny that entertainment is definitely one of the highest paying jobs. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo could sign a contract to wherever he, whichever soccer club he wants to go for a guaranteed 90 million pounds plus for, who knows, five years. And, um, LeBron James has a month, a yearly salary of a million dollars more, right? A million dollars plus. So, in that case, yes, but not everybody can be, uh, uh, not everybody can be, like, fitted for the industry, right? For the entertainment industry. There can only be a limited amount of people while, like, I would say, in my opinion, 90% of the population is in offices or in factories trying to get jobs, a salary to, you know, have a life that they want to live. So I think that math in this case with our growing population is definitely very important, significantly more important than previous generations thought it would be, right? So even though I said that it's a major factor, uh, even though I said that, um, it determines one for worse, one's worse. This doesn't mean that, you know, without maths, you're nothing. Uh, I personally think that's wrong. Uh, without maths, you still have other things to be good at. As they said, as our, as your, uh, my fellow host said, you know, Aiken and Rainer, uh, uh, sorry, Aiken, Farrell, and Rainer, he's, they said that you have other talents, you know, playing a piano, playing, uh, sports, you know, English and all, English, science, any other subjects you'll be good at, that's, that's gonna be your worst. Okay, so, if you, if you're listening to the podcast and you're bad at maths, please don't be discouraged. Uh, it's just something you're incapable of, something that you're lacking in, but nonetheless, um, even if your math is bad, I'm, I must assume that you are good in something else, even though you don't know it yet, you must be good at something else. You just have to find it. So, uh, with that being said, Justin is still definitely a Justin, factor in determining one's worth for me. Can I cut in quickly? Yeah, sure. Um, I think we, we can oh, all wait, agree. Rainer, uh, can you like 
like take your down, you take your mic down like a notch. It's a bit too loud. <laughs> it's a bit too loud. That's rare. Okay, is this better? Yeah, that's better. Okay, so um, I think that we can all agree that math is a very integral part of our uh, life, and it's and it's not it it shouldn't be a determining factor of our worth. But I think that there is a line to draw, or at least we need to discuss to what extent does um, is math, you know, like is math um, contributing to one's uh, uh, value? Because math, we are forced to learn math, right, at a very early age, and even until um, what high school, we still learn math. And so I think math is very important, yes, but uh, uh, is someone you know, like, what are the different levels of um, someone's worth if someone can't do math at all, or if someone is really smart in math? I think that you know, we got We have to. We have to still discuss about how um, society treats people who, uh, or champions people who are better in math rather than someone who is worse in math. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, uh, I want to. I want to add in uh, about Rainer's topic about how society still puts worth into people who don't really um let's say are uh are as good in math because if we look at society today they aren't putting like the top 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 priority on innovation per se there is still a priority still part of the priority but again technology is supposed to um give us satisfaction give us a convenience right and what's the purpose of, um, let's say, uh, keep, uh, where we just keep moving forward, where we just keep uh, keep moving forward without any actual satis- uh, satisfaction or um, or conveniency, and that comes through other services that uh, probably aren't related to math, such as entertainment. Right? We can still see that entertainment is still a big industry in today's society. Uh, not everyone takes part in um, in the workforce for entertainment, but almost everyone in society today, you guys still have Instagram, you guys still use Netflix, you guys still use Spotify, those listening right now. And that's, it's still important. Yes, the, the coding and everything behind it, there's mathematics, but there's still a priority for the more social science values, right? There's still more priority towards communication. There's still more priority towards entertaining. There's still more priority towards just um, using this technology to satisfy society's needs. So it isn't always like, oh, we're rushing to go to Mars. That's why we all need the uh, we we need all the programmers we can. No, their society's gonna go at its own pace. It's gonna take its time. If it can innovate, it will. But there's also a priority for other things such as um, happiness and satisfaction, right? Which is what some people consider to be the goal in life. Yeah, definitely. Another thing I like, another point I'd like to bring up is uh, we've all we've all mentioned like the importance of math and the importance of math moving forward. But I'd like to bring up like a counter argument. What if, let's like consider this, alright? What if as technology advances, our need to understand how to do math actually decreases? Because as technology advances, we have more and more tools to aid us in doing math, 
And I, and then when that happens, I question if uh, being able to do maths is the number one skill. Maybe innovation, maybe coming up with ideas on how to do certain things is a lot more important than being able to sort of factorize a quadratic equation, for example. Because we already have technology in place that you just like press a couple buttons and you can already solve the, the equation, right? So with technology constantly moving forward, we will be able to do more and more complex functions. So the need to be, or like the requirement for us to know how to do it manually decreases over time as well. Because, and it shifts more towards uh, thinking cognitively, right? Because they, you need to come up with new ideas, ways to apply the, the maths the, rather than how to do it in the first place because we already have technology in place for that. Um, yeah, I just I'm wanted not, to... Oh. Uh, let me just say one uh, piece of my mind. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's only a bad argument if it's in the future, when technology can be replaced, when technology can replace maths, in your case, you said that. But right now, in this generation, we are in the developing stages of making that technology where the te that technology is not really present yet, you see? So, I w I'm not saying you're wrong, but, but it's just uh, a can very I, valid point. Can I also, like, try to reinforce Aiken's statement? Because um, I think what Aiken's trying to say is, for example, uh, look at coding today. Most coders um, code through uh, programming languages such as Python, uh, Java. Those programming languages actually have been coded before through uh, by uh, previous uh, programmers in the 90s, 80s, through the ones and zeros, which are more fundamentals, you know, the basics. They know, uh, these people, of course, know more about binary compared to um, programmers nowadays, now they just rely on the programming languages that have already been set for them, these tools that have been already set for them, right? So there's a, in, what, what Aiken's trying to say, I think, is that programmers now today don't need to know, um, the very basics to, um, the, until like the ones and zeros, the binary for the programming language. They just need, uh, the programming language that has already been set up for them, the tool to program so there the history of it the what pro what other programmers did in the past um they don't need to learn that anymore there's no need for that um uh so like i understand that she said like uh sorry i understand that she said like uh, what was it you said that co coders don't need so like Previous coders learn from, uh, you know, we learn from this generation. Okay, previous coders, you know, they we learn from them, right? So like, we don't need to make codes like them, the codes that they made. That's what I got from you, but uh, yeah, yeah, also, it's, it's something like that. Yeah. So this also brings me to another interesting topic. It's very close to this one. We're not going to spend too long on this. I just wanted to ask: Do you think that if you make a technology that is uh, that solves math equations that humans can't solve. Are we over reliant on them? Are we saying that whatever they say is true, even though we can't prove it? So if they say like, if they ever proved that, uh, if they ever proved that we it is it's impossible for us to go to Mars due to some unknown reason, right? And we can't prove it. Do you think that it's something that's set in stone? Like, do you think that the codes or like the machines of ones and O's can really prove that 
it's something that, you know, basically he's God. The machine's God. Whatever he says is true, you know. Don't you think it's going to be, we're going to be over-reliant on that? So, when you say that math is not going to be valuable in the future, is there, are you really sure that that's the case? Because if you can't prove what the computer is saying, then aren't we just over-reliant on it? Are we just going to believe that whatever the computer says is going to be true? Well, first of all, um, there's always going to be skeptics, right? If there's a like claim that's made by a computer, there's bound to be people who are dying to like prove it wrong, right? Um, and I think what Farrell kind of touched on is that, in, uh, rather than like creating these big machines, these big machines that can solve uh, like every single equation out there, um, what I'm like kind of trying to touch on is like we use these smaller things, like these more basic, these building blocks of maths that we can build up. Uh, in order to apply into our daily lives. So, like, for example, let's say, like, in telecommunications, they use the Fourier series, right, which is, like, the um, in, to determine the waves, right, uh, the equations of the waves and whatnot. Uh, instead of having to do that manually, you know, in the future, instead of, like, um, scientists, I mean, or people working in telecommunications in the future, they need to be able to know how to do the Fourier uh, series manually. They, they'll be able to use algorithms in order to determine... If it's true, and they can check if it's true as well for things like that, right? Obviously, we should never really go too grow too reliant, just like you said, to the point where we are basically limiting ourselves to what the machine says that we can do. But at the same time, like machines have a certain level of certainty. If you if your calculator tells you that two plus the uh, two plus two equals four. There's no disputing that, right? Um, so we need to have a bit of faith in towards the more basic functions that we already know how to do. So obvious, and obviously, there's bound to be people who are going to explore mathematics in the future, who are going to learn how to factorize, how to add, how to subtract. Not everyone's going to be reliant on the calculator because, as you meant, as I mentioned before, there's going to be some people that are more gifted in maths, some people are less gifted in maths, and the people who are more gifted in maths are more likely to go into that field and continue studying it. So, in a sense, those people who are gifted in maths can cover and fact-check the machines in the future um, as to make sure that we don't grow over-reliant on the machines and ensure that we can actually make a proper judgment without limiting ourselves. Right. I wanted to bring up, like, uh, something that um, Aiken, um, I think, brought up is where we are maybe over-reliant or should be should have faith in like the calculators that say two plus two equals four. An example of like what happened, I think, a great example is how NASA like lost a spacecraft due to a metric math mistake. That so it, it, this just shows how there was a reliance on the metric system, right? Uh, there was a, there was a problem with the conversion from um, from the kilometers to miles, which resulted in the losing a, a whole spacecraft, right? So there is where we can see, like, there's a reliance towards technology and math, and it resulted in a failure. So what do you guys think of, like, that situation in particular? Um, I, I think that over being over-reliant on a computer is bad, and at the same time, being... um under-reliant on technology is also bad. There, There is, of course, this balance, but I think that... What, what do you mean by bad? Could you, like, elaborate? Uh, sure, sure. So, uh, 
so I guess we can see in history that, like what Farrell just mentioned, that um, NASA made a calculation error because they trusted, um, you know, the computers to do the math without fact-checking it or whatnot. Um, and that's to the point where, you know, we're, we're failing to use our own knowledge and to, um, in a sense, use com- like common lo- uh, like common sense to figure this out. But um, I guess to the point where we also need to bring uh, the fact that uh, humans train these computers, right? And um, these computers don't have a world uh, like humans do. And there is a difference. Humans, we, we're able to, um, you know, use our emotions to, um, our emotions to uh, affect our decision making and things like that. And, um, so, like, uh, going back to the point where Justin says that, um, you know, how computers in the future, should we, should we, like, let them do, do their own thing? Uh, I think that human intervention it's probably still important. Just when, you know, there are still rumors, you know, how people believe that Peter will take over the world. I think that's a very far-fetched um, idea. I guess one thing I touch on, on, like, the reliability or, like, how much we should rely on computers is, um, like, you mentioned the NASA situation. They used the computer, right, to convert the kilometers to miles or whatnot, right? They used the computer, just to make sure. Oh, Farrell. All right, so let's just... Hey, sorry, you, you cut off there. <laughs> okay, did you use the computer? Did they use the computer to convert uh, the kilometers to miles, and that's what resulted in the error? Was oh, it a uh, let me check right now. Um, okay. Uh, it doesn't say, but they, uh, what they did say was that they used the metric system of millimeters and meters in its calculations. So. Right, so let's just, yeah. like, assume that it's used. Let's assume they use a computer. They, they use the computer and the computer messed up, alright? In it, that I, sense. I think, I think it's more towards like this, Aiken. Uh, the discussion is, uh, it's, I think it's a bit undisputed that, let's say, the computer Let's say the best case scenario, the computer uh, works, but there was human error, right? And then, because of our reliance towards, you know, computers and how we think that, oh, whatever we input, uh, it's going to come out well, and we don't even take into consideration that we made an error as humans because of that, like, that mentality that we developed, right? That caused this because it's an undisputed fact that it was a mistake by the uh, by the by the team not to check twice, right? It's that reliance, that mentality that caused this, which is um, the mentality we're discussing right now. Mm, okay, I, yeah, I understand how like uh, you may think that like uh, over reliance on computer may lead us to be careless in how we kind of like input data and whatnot because we already have that like certain like idea in our heads that like. Um, that, you know, we, we have, like, a certain level of certainty with computers, right? Because, you know, they're algorithms, they're, they, you can, they will always spit out the expected results, right? But I think that's, like, one of the reasons why ethics is taught a lot in those type of, 
those fields, right, such as fields in engineering. A lot of engineering courses, they force their engineers or, like, their students to learn about the ethics of engineering, how, ma- how many lives they could impact. And this, in a sense, instills this kind of mentality on them. Uh, so we can we can grow reliant on computers as long as we still have that kind of level of, uh, or as, as long as we still uh, instill that idea of carefulness in our heads through ethics, uh, through teaching students ethics of their actions, and ensuring that they understand that their small miscalculations or their small misinputs can lead to very, very large consequences. So I think in the case like that, um, even if it, if there's a human error, well, we can't blame it 100% on the computers, right? At the end of the day, that uh, that student, that engineering student received that FX class, received that talk, and they still chose to be careless about it. Right, I guess that that's i think what we need to emphasize more as society moves on towards in innovation technology like that the these ethics classes that uh, need to be held need to be explained to students that we can't be over reliant on technology again uh technology does work math i think um if you do the math right, there won't be errors, but there is the errors do come from humans who are over-reliant on math. They think that the math works, but they didn't take into consideration how they made the error, how humans, there is human error. So I think that's the ethical thing to do, to teach students to not have this mentality of doing, um, you know, I'm just going to input uh, this in the calculator and um, not think about what I uh, what I might have made a mistake on. Because, for example, like in many math tests, I actually uh, like for example did the cal- calculations like wrote the working down correctly. But when I input it in the calculator, I made the mistake of pressing on like for example a different number, and then I just trusted the calculator. Right? I trusted that I inputted the calculator. Uh, and then I ended up getting the wrong answer, which was, I guess, a bit similar to how NASA, uh, like made the mistake of uh, doing the metric system, right? So I think the ethical, uh, thing that society has to emphasize is these classes of, or these lessons, or these values that, uh, hum- we as humans should, shouldn't be over reliant or have this mentality. I think one interesting thing that we looked in our class, right, is, like, should pure maths have ethical considerations, right? I'm, like, curious what you guys think about this, because I think initially I thought that, like, going into that class, like, pure maths didn't have, like, many ethical considerations, because it's just in the realm of theory. But they mentioned that, like, the development of machines, right, if you... If you develop algorithms that help to solve um, certain like pure maths things, it can lead to unexpected consequences down the line, right? Uh, the example that the text we read like uh, was that if we invented something that could like fast factorization, an algorithm for fast factorization, right, can factorize anything, any equation, uh, any number, right, uh, no matter how large or how small. And uh, one of the things to consider they mentioned is that having that type of technology is going to ruin like the encryption systems uh, that are currently in place because they rely on factorization. So do you guys think that we should, uh, there should be a limit in how much we push the boundaries as to how we should develop technology? 
or do you think it's fair game? Because at the end of the day, we're doing something that like uh, push pushes humanity forward. Because if the encryption systems are gone, well, we've exposed the flaws. We can make a new, stronger one uh, that in the future that prevents people's data from being stolen. Do you guys think uh, this is the case, or do you guys think you know we should have some sort of our some sort of reserve when it comes to developing technology? Um. I mean, like, okay, pure math and ethics, uh, that, that's a, that, that's a very important, um, consideration to make. Of course, there are ethical considerations. And, um, and I think that's also similar to how, uh, as mathematicians, um, creating these theories and, um, creating these algorithms, they, they have to be careful in the sense that society is bound to make these, um, false judgment, not every, and not everyone is going to make the right decisions on how they use these mathematical ar- algorithms, right? And, um, and so, uh, sorry, Egan, what, what was your, like, what, what did you say was harmful about, um, you know, using these technologies or mathematical algorithms? Well, um, some of, like, some of the, like, algorithms we already have in place, or like security algorithms, for example, they already rely on like certain aspects of pure maths that cannot be solved really quickly, right? So you find ways to solve these things really quickly. Well, some of the security systems we have in place uh, are going to go, right? For example, uh, the mention I used was like encryption. A lot of like public and private keys, they rely on factorizing uh, certain values, right? Uh, and if we are able to factorize really quickly, then we'd be able to find encryption keys really easily, right? And people's data would be in jeopardy then. So do you think this is like, do you think a develop, uh, technology like this needs to be developed, or do you think we should have some sort of, like, concerns as to whether we should make it or not? Right, so I, I think that, you know, it is evident that some of these technologies can be used for bad, or like for uh, for, like, harmful purposes, and we know what that means. But I think that um, when we discover these technologies, um, encryption, like faster encryption methods, there is also a need for developing technology to counteract that or to, like, you know, um, protect or build a better security. So we can't just go building these fancy technology to, uh, you know, to... Um, uh, I, I, my point is there must be a like a key to reversing this or protecting to have a better security. And it's not that it's counterintuitive in any way, but it's to protect sometimes for, you know, the atomic bomb. That was also, that used, you know, pure math in the algorithm and the calculations. And is is the technology itself good? Yes, it has um, improved significantly our um, uh, knowledge in math and in our science, right, natural science. And so there I don't I don't know how to answer a um should we limit this technology and I I think the basic basic answer is no we shouldn't we should be more considerate to uh, our implications but yeah I, I think that's what my stance is Farrell. I think I said what I had to say like without I I think uh, I said enough um so without repeating, right? So yeah. yeah, um, I was in. So 
what she said was definitely interesting, whether we should limit the development of technology. In my personal case, I would, I would say no, you shouldn't really limit technology because whether or not you develop technology is, um, is based on really luck. Cause it's gonna be developed. It's either you do it or someone else will do it to you, right? It, that's basically the law of the future. If you don't do it yourself, someone else is gonna do it for you or to you, right? So, I don't think you should really limit technology, the development of technology, whether you like, you should hide it or you should, um, you should restrain it. But, it all boils down to the intended versus the actual use of technology. If you intend to use, so if you make a better AI decryption program, for example, or like if you find a way to have better technology in solving like mathematical equations and such not, the intended use is for you to solve the world's, you know, the world's hardest questions, like the million dollar questions or, um, like the most unsolved questions, you know, theories that you personally can't solve, but computers can solve it for you. Uh, even though you can't prove it, you know, as I said, reliance. So we're just saying, uh, in theory that this computer is actually perfect and you can really rely on it, right? So it really boils down to the intended versus actual use. With this technology being developed, decryption will become uh, faster, you know, software decryption will become faster, but with this, because, you know, there's a demand for, uh, going a bit into economics or something like that, because there's a demand for better encryption programs with this, you know, uh, technology of figuring maths out faster, then it's natural just for, you know, security to improve too, right? So I think that's the case, what I personally think it ha- it should happen or what would happen yeah adding to justin's opinion um i, I wanted to like talk about uh disruptive innovation which i think uh, justin was talking about where in disruptive innovation is an innovation that creates a new market and uh well going ba- a bit into economics here where it disrupts the market you know changing how businesses operate, how customers operate, how the industry as a whole operates. So, for example, we can look at Netflix and Blockbuster, right? Um, Blockbuster sold um, like physical copies of movies while Netflix was distributing it online. And with the rise of Netflix, um, with the rise of Netflix, right, uh, the operations of Blockbuster, like Blockbuster went bankrupt because of this whole new market for online streaming. And I guess society also um, adapted and um, adapted to this new innovation. And I think that's how it's going to work later in the future. We shouldn't limit innovation, but um, because society is going to follow after the, this disruptive innovation, right? So, Um, so I think like that's enough ethical discussion for today. Uh, uh, let's move on to current events. Farrell, I think you're leading us in that one. Do you uh, have yeah, um, I think I think uh, we'll. It's already 42 minutes, so I think we'll end this episode now and we'll move on to part two uh, right after this.